Michelle Cavanaugh, co-host of the Pool Pro Podcast, as well as Pool Industry Consultant for Service Pros and Builders. Today, I want to prepare you for this episode of the Pool Pro Podcast because we're going to talk about SEO. I realize SEO is not something that everyone wants to focus on or think they need to focus on, but let me tell you something. When your customers are looking for you, you want to be found. You want to be in the ranking on Google because there's a buyer shift. Everybody's looking for things online. They're reading Google reviews and they're buying online now and shifting from the regular brick and mortar stores to online. You wanna be found. Even with the boom that we have in the industry right now, if that boom crashes or as it goes, lags later in the year or next year, whenever it may be, you want to be ranking on Google. This particular episode is gonna talk about a service I offer as part of my business called SEO Boost. John Limbacher is somebody that I have worked with for a very long time, and he is a master in SEO. So listen to this particular episode. As soon as you're ready to get started or learn more, click on the link in the description of this video, or you can email me. You can go to my website and schedule a time to speak to me at any time. And my website is mkconsultingservices.com, or you can email me at michelle at mkconsultingservices.com. Like I said, listen to how John describes the importance of SEO and this particular service called SEO Boost. It's definitely for you, service or builders, but especially service guys, this is something you need to be focusing on with all the competition you probably have in your area. When you're ready, email me, schedule a time or click on the link. Thanks so much for everyone who listens to the Pool Pro podcast. We truly appreciate you and hope to provide continued value as we move forward. Let's get started. Um, I always ask people how they're doing in their business. And then I give a pause and I say, and how are you doing really? <laughs> because a lot of people say great, but it's not really great under the hood. And, and I know this. I mean, this is being said by a lot of different places. Um, one of them that is talking about this specifically is the SBA. You know, they're, they're quoting massive bil uh, business failure rate especially right now with what's going on. So it's really important that you are able to be found from your prospects when they're out there looking for you. There's all kinds of other stuff too. You know, you, you're up against competition, raising costs, regulations, and you know, you got to ask yourself, how deep is the water really? And uh, what we're going to talk about mostly today is a, a buyer shift. And this buyer shift, when I talk to people, especially smaller businesses, I ask, you know, where do you typically get your customers? And most of them say word of mouth. And very few are actually focused on driving traffic and doing advertisements and, you know, really, really building their business predictably. They're all talking about, you know, word of mouth. And old style stuff. I still hear people talking about using things like the yellow pages, if you can believe it. It's crazy how out of date that is. I mean, people are shifting, they're moving online, they're, they're not doing things the way they used to do. Like in the old days, what would happen is we'd go out to the fence and it was like two neighbors talking across the fence saying, you know, who's the best pool guy? That's how referrals used to get made. This is your traditional word of mouth advertising. And it's not going on like that anymore. You know, what's happening now is people aren't going to the fence anymore. We're really as a society, we're, we're becoming very introverted because of this thing called the internet. And, you know, it's happening around us. It's happening in all industries, not just the pool industry. It's happening in every industry that I see, every industry that I touch, which is just about all of them at this point. But, uh, you know, this is a problem. If this is the way you used to get your business and it's slowing down and you're not getting the referrals that you used to, there's a better way. There's a new way. And, and it's not really so new, but it's coming into play a lot more and more in a lot of different industries that weren't experiencing it as much as fast as some other ones. What if you could get Google to be your referral source? 
what if you no longer had to depend on people talking across the fence like they're not doing too much anymore? And what if you could get Google to say that you are the best? Like who's the best pool guy? And they referred you. That would be a game changer for your business. And that's what we're gonna be focused on today is how to do that. And if you could get that to happen, this is what happens for businesses. They get people lining up to do business with them. And that's what can happen for you. You know, if you get Google to start throwing you referrals on a regular basis, this line will start forming. And that's really what we're talking about here. That's called SEO, search engine optimization. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a big puzzle. It's not the easiest thing in town to do. It's, it's, you know, it's not easy. I'm not going to, you know, pull punches on you and say this is an easy thing because it's not. It used to be, it used to be very easy, but now it's become very complicated. And, you know, it can actually, this is what you can feel like if you're trying to do this. You can feel like this little guy on an incline trying to push a boulder up a hill. <laughs> and, and that's not really a very good feeling. That's not something that, you know, that you can take to the bank. That's not reproducible. You know, you can only do that for so long. So I'm going to talk about the, the puzzle here of what SEO is, what it's made up out of. And at this point, it's different than it was even a few years ago. It used to just be two parts. It was on page and off page. And now there's a third piece to the puzzle here. These are the ranking factors. So over here in the yellow, we have on-page optimization. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that and how to do that yourself. Because this is something that you really want to do in your business. And most small businesses don't do this. They, they have an old, outdated website that this stuff was never paid attention to. And they suffer here on this big piece of the puzzle. And then in the blue over here, this is what's called authority backlinks. And this actually covers the whole off-page optimization section. So you have on-page over here, that's physically on your website. And then we have the off-page factors over here. Those are things that are not on your website that send signals to your website like links and social media posts and things like that. So I'll talk a little bit about that. This down here, this pink piece, this is, this is basically search signals and it's, we refer to them as natural language patterns. And what happens here, this is a new piece to the puzzle. And this is where you can really make it or break it here. And there's a lot of people that have been in SEO for a long time and they might have these other two factors in place and be ahead of you. But when you come to the table with this one figured out and they don't have it yet, you can level the playing field really, really quickly. So I know this is all kind of vague right now, but I'm gonna get a little bit deeper into it here. And uh, let's talk first about the on-page factors. There's a thing in your website, and this is stuff behind the scenes. This is like the code of your website. It is not something that somebody sees when they view your web page. It's titles, descriptions, secure connections, uh, the fact that your site is mobile friendly, and the last one there, the engagement and the user experience. I'm going to talk a little bit about that here, but it's not really a part of this. It, it actually belongs in that third section. So I'll just touch on it here and then we'll come back and, and revisit it a, a, in a little, little bit in a more depth. So titles. And let me just show you what this looks like, what the code of your website looks like. It's, it's kind of not fun stuff here. It's like this is gobbledygook and most people, they say, oh God, I don't want any part of that. But this is what your website looks like behind the scenes. When Google looks at your website, they don't see the pretty website that you see when you look at it in a web browser. They see all this stuff. They see these tags and, and all this weird code and stuff like, you know, this stuff here is showing, this is telling Google what your fonts are and all that. You don't see that, but they do. 
So things that are important here are title. This title is the most important thing on your website to tell Google what this page is about. Now I did an example. I just did a, a simple Google search here a little while ago and, and grabbed some screenshots for example so you guys could actually see what I was talking about. And one of the sites that came up was the pool guys. And I, I'm really sorry if this is your site, if somebody's watching this and your site, but this site is horrible. <laughs> and it was amazing to me that it was still ranking. What that tells me is there's a lot of opportunity in the pool business. There's not a lot of big competitors here to go up against. You know, this was really like, this is blue water strategy here. <laughs> so anyway, your keywords should be in here in your title. This just says the pool guys. Now, I don't think anybody out there is going to be searching for the pool guys unless they know this company and they know who these guys are. They're probably going to be searching for pool service, uh, pool cleaning, uh, things like that in the particular neighborhood that they're in. So those kind of keywords should be part of your title. The other thing here, description. This says content is blank. This page is blank. They didn't even fill this in. This is like generic code when you, when you create a shell for a website. Here, they didn't even put the keywords in. It says keywords go here. They didn't even fill that in. So these are what I refer to when I'm talking about on-page optimizations, titles, and descriptions. This is where they go. If you have a, a WordPress site, there's, there's places in the WordPress site back in the admin of where to put this stuff in, how to fill this out properly. There's plugins to help you do it. If you're on you know, another site, all sites have the ability to go in and change this stuff and edit this stuff. You really should do that. The first thing you should do is take a look at your website and make sure you've got a description that makes sense, it's compelling. Make sure you've got keywords that make sense in your title or you're not going to get this benefit. You're not going to get this value. Really, really important stuff. The other thing here, I talked about secure connections and this up here, when you put up, this is, this is uh, your pool guys. This is the site that I, that I found and the site is not, I mean, this thing looks very, very old. It's got a broken link here. This, this is some kind of a, a banner that's not even workable right now. So, but up here, this little lock that has the red bar through it, what that says is that says this website is not secure. That security thing right there is a signal to Google that you're not paying attention to your site. You don't care enough to make this site secure for your visitors. That's not very good. That's, that's a mark against you in SEO. So you want to make sure. Uh, another thing about the site is it's not mobile friendly. When you squeeze it down, notice down here, it's got a scroll bar to the side. That is a, that is a dead giveaway that the site is not mobile friendly. It should resize. When you resize the, the size of the frame, it, it should resize and at some point, the menu should turn into the little hamburger like you see on the phones. So this site is like absolutely horrible on all levels of SEO, but it's still ranking because apparently there's no one else in this area, you know, in Sar Saratoga that is even close to doing it this well. That's crazy. So there's a lot of opportunity for you guys just to fix your on-page stuff, and that's really easy to do. If you have a webmaster, just call them up and say, hey, could you look at my titles and descriptions? Make sure my site is secure. Make sure it's, it's mobile friendly. Make sure you know, it does what it's supposed to do, and, and just have them fix that stuff for you. It's really simple to do, and it should not cost you much to get that done. That's very simple stuff if you don't know how to do it yourself. Okay, so now we're gonna to move to that next chunk, which is the off-page optimization. 
<clears throat> now I put GMB up there. There's some, there's some uh, acronyms here and I'm going to explain what those are. GMB, that's Google My Business. Google My Business is a, a feature of Google where they allow you to list your website in their directory as a business. And when you do that, they give you a super phenomenal listing on the page when somebody searches for your website, or not for your website, for your company, rather. And I'll show you that in just a minute. But let me cover these other things because I'm going to show you all this stuff at the same time. Citations and NAP here, what NAP means is name, address, phone number. And that's really important that you figure out what that should be so you can make it common and standard wherever you show up on the internet. What a citation is, is a citation is somebody else, some other website that is printing and publishing your company information. That's a citation. And it's really important that you have all those show up the same, like the way the street is spelled, the way that, you know, drive or avenue is abbreviated, the way your phone number shows up. Those are all considered your NAP. And if you have, if you're sloppy when you do this, and you have like different variations of your, of your NAP, your name, address, phone number out there, then all of a sudden Google gets confused and they don't trust it. They second guess it and say, well, is, I wonder if that's the same company. So they don't add all that value to you. You want all that value coming home to you. So you got to make sure that your citations are clean and, and all synchronized to what Google thinks they should be. So you get credit for all of that. Next is incoming links. This is like when somebody links to you from another site they're, they're like talking about you and then they put a link. Like for more information, click here and you can check out Bob's Pool Supply. He's the best at so-and-so and such-and-such. -and -such. That's an incoming link. You want to try and get as many of those as possible because that shows popularity to Google. That shows like if no one else links to you, if you aren't important enough for someone else to link to Google's going to look at you as, well, are they really important enough for me to put into my directory and promote them and send them business? Probably not. And same thing with social signals. And this covers links, shares, mentions, a whole bunch of stuff that can come out of the social platforms that can give Google clues that you should be at the top of the search engine. So let me show you an example of this GMB. I went to my own site here. I typed in Internet Dominators. That's my company name. Type that into Google. And over here, this is my GMB listing. Look at how nice that is. Like when somebody types looking for a company and your company shows up with photos, a map, the name, your address, your business hours. And, and this goes on. It, goes, it scrolls down further. I just, I clipped this out. But it's got all this stuff. You can get directions. You can go right to the website. It's got uh, the Google star reviews when people review your site. I actually just added this yesterday, and I see somebody's already reviewed me with a five-star review. That's really cool. But you can promote this. They'll give you a link to send out to your clients, and they can give you reviews, and then they show up here. So people see this when they come to look for you. This is really powerful. So the other thing about this, so this is the Google My Business. Now, here's a really important thing. When I was talking about that NAP, the name, address, phone number for your citations, when you enter your site in here, you enter your company in here, Google is going to fix the address to what they believe to be true. Like if I typed drive, if my, my street is Mammoth Drive, if I typed out Mammoth Drive in my listing when I submitted this and Google thinks it's a DR instead of drive, they're going to fix it. Whatever they fix it to be and whatever Google thinks it is, that's what I want to take as gospel. I want to take that and say, this is my nap because this is what Google believes it to be. And I want to use that exactly the way they've got it everything right down to the abbreviations. Oh, I keep 
flipping that down. Sorry about that. But even the phone number, like in parentheses here with the dash, you want to use it exactly where there's spaces. You want to basically just copy this and paste it. When you're putting your, your site out there and you're, you're listing it, you're promoting it, you're submitting it to directories, all that stuff, use it exactly as it shows up here. Okay, so that's, that's all the GMB, the Google My Business listing. Now, next, you'll notice when, when somebody's looking for me, they see all kinds of stuff that links to me. Like they see my Facebook site. This is my Facebook page. It shows there's 612 likes for me. This is a social signal. That is a signal to Google that, hey, people are liking this site. An even more powerful thing, it doesn't show up here in Google search, but a more powerful thing is when people share it because then the shared link shows up on thousands of other people's uh, Google or, or Facebook pages and social media pages. When your stuff gets shared in social media, it spreads your citations out there like wildfire. So you want to make sure that you're, you're focused on that and that the stuff that you're putting out to be shared matches your nap, matches your, all of your stuff. Make sure it's all congruent. Here is another thing. All of these purple links here, these are purple because I've clicked them already. Typically they're blue. Usually linkable text is blue. These are the incoming links I was talking about. <clears throat> these, are, these are things where people can click on the text and it would go to your site. Those are incoming links, which is a big part of that off-page optimization. So those are all the pieces for, for off page. And now we're going to get into that third one. That third one is basically the, this is artificial intelligence at work here. And Google likes to name their algorithms. And this particular one they call RankBrain. So this, uh, this came out not too long ago, but like within the last couple of years. So it's, it's fairly new. And what it is, it, it has to do with, remember on the last couple of pages up on on-page optimization, I talked about engagement and user experience. Well, this is just kind of circling back. This is where that comes into play. This is what's happening. They're using artificial intelligence to monitor how people affect or, or how your site affects people. They're looking at factors like how many people click into your site and what happens after they click in. Do they spend time there or do they bounce back and go to another site because they didn't get what they wanted? This has become really, really important as a search signal. This is like a third of that algorithm. We call it natural language patterns. And it's, it's natural language patterns because what these are, these are signals. These are search signals. And the way we figured this out is we look at the patents. We look at the actual algorithms in here. And this is where we get our clues. And the stuff just like, it looks like yuck. <laughs> you know, when you look at stuff like this, it, it's just like makes your eyes roll back in your head. But for me and the guys that I work with, we know what to look for in these algorithms and stuff rises to the top. So what we've noticed is these search patterns, these natural search language patterns rose to the top as a, as a big thing that affects the search engine listings. And the biggest one of all up here was navigational search. These are searches done by people that are very specific. It's not generic searches. It's, it's like these search phrases have all kinds of variations in them to tell Google exactly what the people are looking for. So those navigational searches are really important. And I'll give you an example of what a navigational search would be uh, versus a transactional or even an informational. Informational search is just something like you know, how tall is the Eiffel Tower? Somebody is just looking for information. They're not looking to buy anything. They just want info. 
Like when is the World Series? You know, who won the World Series in 19 whatever? <laughs> it's just information. Those searches are, they affect the, the, the search listings for informational sites. Google has figured all that stuff out. Transactional searches, Google will favor more on sites that are e-commerce and looking to do transactions like Amazon and uh, Home Depot, depending if you know what, what realm you're in, might give you Walmart, stuff like that. Those are transactional searches. But a navigational search adds a company name into it. Typically a navigational search would be like, if I was searching for, uh, for pizza, I live in Huntington Beach, so if I'm looking for a pizza in Huntington Beach, and I put in a search phrase like, I'm looking for the, the Pizza Hut menu in Huntington Beach. That's a navigational search because it's telling Google, I don't just want the home page, I want the menu page for a specific business on a specific thing. Those are really, really powerful to get those type of searches into your company. So I'll talk a little bit more about how to do that but that's really kind of the keys to the kingdom now when it comes to this rank brain algorithm. So it's, it's absolutely true. These search signals are what is influencing Google's algorithm. It used to just be those two pieces on page and off page, but now it's come into the user experience. That's where user experience comes into this. And Google's looking at everything. They're looking at a lot of different signals. And when it first started, it, it was just like really simple. They were looking just at bounce rate and how long somebody spent on the site. But now they're, they're factoring in a lot more of this data on the actual search signals too, what people are searching and how they act after they run the search. So in search signals, here's some stuff that we've identified that's really important about this. It represents real user search behavior. This isn't like trickery, like in SEO, a lot of times people are trying to trick Google by getting these links falsely or putting extra code on their pages. This is all really natural and it's representing real search users. It shows the intent typically of the user. Like if the user's intent is to see a particular uh, company, and they put that in there as a navigational search, that sends a signal to Google that, hey, people know this company and we should favor them because of that. You'll notice if you search for almost anything right now, you'll notice it's all big brands coming up. That's because of these search signals that are happening naturally for companies that people know their names. That makes it incredibly unfair for the little guys and Knowing this and knowing how to, how to combat it can really level the playing field for you. So it also shows popularity via search versus links. Links used to be the popularity game, but now search is a big part of that too. So if you can get people to search for your company name, that's the key. So I know a lot of times people will come up to me and I have my company name on my vehicle. All my vehicles have internet dominators on it. And a lot of people say, why don't you put internetdominators.com? I said, well, if I just put internet dominators, then they search for my company name and it shows Google they know who they're looking for. That's a big plus for me. So there's a lot of little tricks you can do to get people to do this behavior naturally. And it's leading them, you know, it's leading them and getting them to do that. Okay, so... It also, this is a big one here, it shows Google who belongs at the top. When Google sees these signals, that's giving them clues as to who they should put at the top. And then once they put them there, it shows the signals of what happens once the user gets there, that tells who belongs to stay at the top once they get there. And until now, this stuff really could not be manipulated, like the linking. Linking was a really easy thing to manipulate, game the system. And that's why Google kind of stopped trusting it so much. And they started leaning more toward the, uh, 
toward the user experience and using artificial intelligence really to figure out who belongs at the top. Okay, so these natural language patterns, there's, there's five real big new triggers to this that are really becoming important. And one of them is searches off of mobile devices. Google realizes a lot of people are running searches on their mobile devices now. So they're looking at that factor as being very important. Now, for you guys specifically in the pool business, you probably have a lot of searches coming off mobile devices just by default. So you should be particularly concerned about that, that your website is mobile friendly. Because think about this, if somebody pulls out their phone and they search and Google refers you and you don't have a mobile friendly site, and they get a bad user experience and they bounce back and they go to someone else's site, you basically just told Google that your site is not something that that user wanted and they went and found it elsewhere. How many times do you think you'll get away with that before Google stops recommending you and starts just purely recommending the other guy? That's what you don't want to have happen. Another thing is a thing called proximity search. This is searchers close to the core, close to the business address. Remember the NAP, the name, address, phone number? If you think about that NAP being in the very center of this bullseye, and you notice in the middle, this is kind of small to see, but there's a bunch of users in there with their phones in their hand, just to represent a lot of people searching close to the business. And then this blue line here represents like 10 miles out. And there's still people searching, but less. And then you go 20 to 50 miles out, and there's still people searching, but less. That's a very natural behavior to have happen. So again, navigational searches, we talked quite a bit about this. If navigational searches are going on, that's a big trigger. Brand searches, I've kind of alluded to this, and this is the thing I talked about being very unfair to the little guys. It's like if people don't know the, the, your brand, if you're not a Home Depot or an Amazon or, or, or you know, some big national chain and people don't know about you, this is really unfair because those other guys are getting these triggers and they're getting these factors of search that you're not able to get. So getting brand searches, remember I say I put my logo or my company name on my vehicles to get people to search for that. So that's a way that I can, in, out in the real world, I can create brand searches. I can get people to be aware of what I have and go online and search for me. And then the last one, this is probably the most powerful one of all. And this is called revise search that combines the brand. So what this means is, let's say somebody searches for a particular keyword. Like, let's say they search for, uh, for pool maintenance guy. And they go and Google shows the 10 websites to choose from on their search results page. And you didn't find what you were looking for. So you bounce back to the search box and you put in pool guy and then the pool guy's name. Now what that is, that's a revised search telling Google, hey, you didn't give me what I wanted originally. Let me be more specific. And then when you find what you wanted, you now told Google that when I, sent, when I ran that first search, this is the one that you should have sent me to. So it's giving them a trigger that, hey, that site should go up in the search rank. So that's kind of how this stuff is working. It's, it's really cool, but here's the thing. When you do this right, it creates a lot of trust so you can get top Google rankings. This trust starts on your page. When I, you know, I talked about the on-page factors, your NAP, all of that stuff, your name, address, phone number. These are all trust factors to Google telling them who belongs at the top. So having your on-page stuff right, having your off-page stuff right, and having these search signals right, when you do all of that right, it, it creates this incredible trust, and Google wants to put you at the top. We had a, a client that, that did this, and uh, I'm going to show you here in just a minute, 
But uh, let me show you this before we do that. When you start typing in Google, this is what is called their Google recommend or Google suggest. <clears throat> when you start typing in like wrestling shoes, this could be any keyword. I use this just because these are two of our clients here. And we got them in here where Google is actually recommending them right here. When somebody starts typing wrestling shoes, the reason these two are up here is because so many people are, are adding Nike to that. And we're actually doing this for them. We're actually sending these search signals to them with the Nike added to it to get this to happen. So here, let me, uh, let me show you one of, our, one of our customers, what he sent in to us. Here, there we go. Okay, he says, please excuse my language, but holy, whatever that is, are you guys responsible for this? He says, I hope my rank tracking software isn't malfunctioning, LOL. And the thing that he was referring to was he showed me a report. He said, these are new listings in the top 50 of Google in the last 30 days. He happens to be a dentist in a, in a local area that we started sending these search signals for him. He had already done his on-page and he'd already had off-page and he was ranking pretty good, but he said in the last 30 days after we started sending these signals, these were all new keywords. He was in the Valencia area. These are all new keywords that are showing up on, on Google in the first top 50. And it goes on. Here's the second page of it. Here's the third page. This is like three pages of listings for keywords he wasn't ranking for before because he did this right. He did all three together. So he got a phenomenal result out of that. <clears throat> so here's the simple thing. Here's all you would have to do to make this happen. You would have to get all of your friends and all of your neighbors and all the people that you know to start sending these <laughs> signals to Google for you. So you've got all these different devices sending search signals for you. And basically what that's going to do, it's going to get you top listings, more traffic, more leads, more sales, and more profits for your business. But the question is, how in the world do you do that? And more importantly, how do you sustain it? Like your friends and family might do this once or twice for you, but they're not going to keep on doing it. And that's really what it takes. This is a long-term effort. This has to go on day after day after day to really make this stick and make it work for you. So what we did, since you know I'm in the business of doing this commercially, and I don't have enough friends to pull this off, so I had to use a little help. <laughs> we created a network of users around the country. In fact, this network goes worldwide. We have about 10,000 users in our network that have devices. And when I say a device, I'm talking about a cell phone or a laptop or, or any kind of mobile device that can run Google search signals. And we've given them an app. We created a software that runs on their phones, runs on their computers to run these searches for us all on autopilot. So all of these different devices that we have collectively in our network is sending these signals for us now. It's doing the heavy lifting. It's doing the hard work of that third piece. So, and these are all real users. This is not like phony stuff. This isn't like some bank of computers or, <clears throat> you know, proxy service or something that's going to look fishy. These are all real live cell phones. These are real computers, real users that are running our app. And our app basically takes control of a web browser and runs searches for us on their behalf runs them from all over, all different users in the network can send signals for each other. And they don't have to do anything other than plug this thing in on their phone. Our software on the back end controls the whole thing and makes it completely natural. So that's a very, very powerful deal right there. 
So like I said, it's all real users that make up our network. Each device, like each one of these devices represented in the network, roughly runs about 17 searches per day per device. It runs them in proximity, so it looks for devices that are closest and it will hit it hardest from those close devices. But then it moves out in our network out further and further, so it all looks natural. And also, we're, we're in a lot of cases performing most of our searches in normal local time business hours. Of course, we'll run them 24-7, but we do it in a very natural way, so it looks like real users. We're not like running it full throttle around the clock. We're doing it as the day goes by, just like users would do. So here's how it works. What the device is, when, when you run the app on your phone, let's say, what it does in the background, it gets its instructions from our central server, sends out to the device and it says, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to perform this operation. So it opens a browser in the back scenes. This is not seen by the user. This is all done behind the scenes. The browser opens and it runs a, a keyword search. It's literally typing in just like a user would. And even, the, even the, the time between keystrokes is randomized, just like a real human. We also do backspace and, you know, to fix errors when we're running the search. So everything about it is completely natural. And then it runs the search. It looks through Google's search engine page looking for your domain. If it doesn't find it, It'll look like five pages deep, but if it doesn't find it, what happens is it bounces back to the search box and it adds your brand to the search and then it reruns the search. Now, the important thing about this is that shows Google that that searcher didn't find what, what they were looking for. They were looking for something and they didn't get it. Google gave them the wrong thing. And Google hates this. They hate it on their own site as much as they hate it on someone else's. So that search is revised, it's added the brand, and then the search is run again. Next, when you, run, when you add your brand to a search phrase, usually you'll come up on the first page, maybe the second page. So anyway, it finds it. The app finds your domain and it clicks on to visit your website. It's, it goes through several pages. It'll like click through your website onto different pages, ultimately landing on your contact page. It'll stay there for one to four minutes and then it closes out the browser session. Now the reason that closing the browser session is important, that when that happens, it tells Google that you found exactly what you wanted. And Google absolutely loves that. That is like the best signal this pattern is like the best thing that you can have happen naturally, and we're basically forcing it. Remember I said this, this was not able to be manipulated until now? Well, we're able to do that. And we actually offer this as a service. We call it our SEO boost service. And we only allow this to people, to, to customers that qualify for it. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about the qualification here in a minute. But just to know that there's two things to qualify. You need to participate in the network. Like our network is made of these devices, cell phones and computers. You have to be willing to contribute two devices to the network for, to, to be able to qualify for this. So it could be two cell phones. It could be a cell phone and a computer. As far as cell phones, we use Android devices. We have this running for Android. We don't have it set up on iOS. We had it originally and they, they kept messing around with their, with their stuff and they, they kill background processes basically. And that makes it pretty much useless. So any Android cell phone device qualifies and any Windows 10 computer or Mac computers qualify. So basically, you have to contribute two devices into the network. Another thing is you got to pass basic SEO validation. Like if we look at your site and we see that it's not secure, it's not mobile friendly, it's, it doesn't really have any basis or reason for ranking, then 
that's a that's a reason why you wouldn't qualify. So we're going to look at that stuff and just make sure that that this is going to work for you. Otherwise, we don't want to sell something to anybody that doesn't work. They don't have a chance. So that's basically what we're going to do is we're going to use our network to send these signals into Google on your behalf. And here's what happens when when this goes on. Like this was a this was a customer. We've we've blanked out the names here because most clients don't want to reveal that they're doing SEO for good reasons. But this is the keyword was pool service and Tustin, and they started off on the third page. And what happened originally, and this is very normal for SEO when you start doing SEO, they actually dropped in the rank, and then they bounced back, and then they dropped again. And then boom, they went right to the top. This is very, very standard for SEO that things bounce around in the beginning before they solidify. So that was pool service Tustin. Here is another one. Uh, this was, again, this is blanked out partially, but something poolandspa.com. They had a 4.5% increase in their ranking keywords, which they had a couple hundred keywords. So, so that means they got a, an additional probably eight or nine keywords right out of the gate when we started doing this. And their, their, their traffic went up. Everything was looking really good on this after just adding these signals to what we were doing for them. Here's another one, swimming pool repair service. Now, this was even a kind of a more generic type keyword here. This was, uh, this was for a particular area, but they wanted this, this more generic keyword, which we usually don't recommend. We usually recommend putting a city with that. But they started off on page eight, and after a, you know, a fairly short time frame, this is like a two-month time frame here, they are up here at number one for swimming pool repair service. So the stuff works, SEO does take time. You know, this isn't instant overnight, but sending these signals has this positive effect. Here is one, again, this is kind of generic, pool equipment repair, started off on page five, went up and up and bounced around and had a big drop here and bounced right back. And now they're pretty solid, they're pretty stable. And again, this was starting at, 12-22-2019. So this was just, you know, a few months ago. And for a fairly generic keyword, now they're pretty solidly at the top. So this stuff really does work. This is another one. You know, they didn't have quite as much. They had a, you know, 9% increase and, and everything, all the numbers are green, looking really good. So this stuff, it, it really does work. And if you can, just, you know, imagine the best referral source on the planet, which is Google, sending you leads because you're at the top. They would be referring you instead of your competitors. And you can't get this anywhere else. There's no one else that has this network. We built this for our customers. The SEO Boost service, what we do when we take someone on for the service, we first evaluate your site. We make sure that it's going to work. We make sure it's secure. We make sure it's mobile friendly. We make sure that you've got your tags in place and, and all that stuff is, is in good shape for you. Then we recommend the keywords that we think you should start with based on the traction of where you are currently. We don't want to go after keywords that are going to be too tough, too difficult, and you won't get any value out of in a fairly short time frame. Once we identify the keywords and basically we collectively agree on that, then we set up your campaign. Then we give you the, your, the apps to either put on your phone or your computers and you install those and put a project code in that we give you. And that identifies the, that your device is active in the network. And then we start sending you about 500 searches per month. And it's, again, it's randomized. You'll never get the same amount any given day or any given month, but you'll get roughly about 500 searches per month having two devices connected to the, to the network. And the other thing here is there is no charge for here if you don't qualify. 
Like if you put in your order and we run this stuff here and you don't qualify, we basically just give you a refund. We give you your money back. Um, we can help you with this stuff. If you wind up not qualifying for any reason, then we can definitely help you with that. But here, if you want to get in on this, basically <clears throat> what we've done here is we've made it $97 a month. We've made this incredibly affordable because we want to build our network. The more customers we have in, the stronger this thing gets. I mean, this is a wave that's, that's forming and we're all riding the wave. So for just 97 bucks a month, if you qualify, you could have these signals coming into your site, pushing your site to the top and be able to ride this wave. Now, again, a couple of things here that qualifying to, for you to qualify the site, your site has to be secure. It needs to be mobile friendly. It really should be responsive as well. And the, the responsive means it resizes depending on the, on the browser that's looking at it. You also need a multiple page site. If you've got one of these one page websites, that doesn't qualify. Google does not value those. And we can't really do our thing because we can't visit several pages and wind up on your contact page. So you need to have a multiple page site. You should really have a call to action on your site too, because if you think about it, if we drive all this traffic to your website, and there's nothing there that that they can even contact you there's no there's no call to action telling them what to do or what to expect they're just going to go and look and leave and that doesn't really help you and that doesn't help us either because if you're not happy you're going to not stay with us we build long-term relationships with our clients we're in it for you so we don't want to do stuff that we know is not going to help you. So that's why we have these qualifications. We want to make sure that if we're working with somebody that we're giving them value and they're going to get the value in return from the relationship. So, you know, it might seem like we're kind of sticky on this stuff, but there's a reason for it. You know, we, we don't want to take on anybody and start collecting money from somebody if we can't really help them. So we just want to make sure that you're in a position that this stuff is, is really going to work for you. And, you know, we can fix this stuff. If there's anything on here, you don't have a webmaster or you don't know how to do this. We can also help you fix this stuff too. So the, there's really no risk in this, in this offer for 97 bucks. The worst thing that's going to happen is we're going to go through and, and tell you all the stuff you need to have done. And then you can have somebody do that, you know, whether you want to use the service or not. And I always offer that to everybody. I say, you know, if you even don't want to do this, if you just want to have us evaluate your site and just let you know, you know, recommendations, we're happy to do that. A new voice in the industry, a resource for all, education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast, Backyard Adventures Are Better Together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.